Hello and welcome to the Chair's Corner from the Department of Medicine at the University of North Carolina. This is our new series for patients where we talk about HIV. We'll begin the series by talking about prevention, and specifically the prevention pill known as PrEP. So we welcome today Dr. Christopher Hurt, who is an assistant professor of medicine in our Division of Infectious Disease. He's also the co-director of the North Carolina AIDS Training and Education Center. Welcome, Dr. Hurt. Thanks very much. You have been helping patients who have HIV, and you also help people who don't have HIV and are trying to prevent it. So how do you help people understand the risks of getting HIV in the first place? Yeah, it's things have, have changed a lot. So there, there's still um, a kind of public consciousness that HIV is a death sentence for a lot of people, especially in North Carolina in rural areas where in years past people had family members that may have died of AIDS. And so there's this, this um, sense that it's a death sentence. And it's really not that anymore. And so a lot of what we do is just educating about where the state of the epidemic is and uh, the state of treatment and helping people understand what living with HIV really means. Even with all of the public personas on TV, the Magic Johnsons of the world who clearly are doing quite well, it's difficult to penetrate the idea that with modern therapy, one can live a, almost a normal life. That's right. Yeah. And, and the data are really clear that the life expectancy for people that acquire HIV now is approaching that of the general population. So it's, it's, it really is night and day from the early days of the epidemic. What would you advise people to do to prevent getting HIV? Um, for many years, basically what, what we, the only thing that we could tell people would be either you are abstinent from sexual activity or you use condoms consistently. And that generally works. We know that both of those things work. However, um, there are a lot of people for whom condoms are a, uh, a deal breaker. They don't like using them. There are a lot of people who describe that the feeling of sex is very different with a condom. And so it was very frustrating for those of us in HIV prevention to counsel a patient and say, well, you need to either you know, use a condom consistently or be abstinent. And they would say, well, I don't like using condoms. And so my answer was, well, you have to use a condom. And so it was in this kind of this loop. Vicious cycle. Yeah. yeah. And it was, um, it was really, really frustrating. So now we have another option, um, and that's PrEP. So PrEP is, is pre-exposure prophylaxis. And the Say that again. Yeah, pre-exposure prophylaxis. And the idea is, um, it's actually an old idea, So, and it comes from um, malaria. So if you're going to a part of the world that has mosquitoes with malaria, and you take malaria pills before you get there, and you get bitten, you have drug in your system waiting to kill the malaria before it sets up shop. So we're just bringing that idea forward and applying it to HIV so that you take HIV medicines before you run into somebody that might transmit HIV to you, and you have medication that's waiting to kill the virus before it has a chance to establish an infection. So it's, um, it's basically now another option in our toolbox that we can offer to people so that now instead of having, you know, abstinence, condoms, and that really that's, those were the only two options, now we have 
additional options to, to, just to offer people. How does somebody get it? You can't just walk up into your local drugstore and find prep over the counter. Right. It's only it's prescription only right now. And and that is for the foreseeable future. There's no real concerted effort to try to make it over the counter. Um, so it does require a prescription. Uh, but it's not that it requires a specialist. And that's been a challenge for getting prep out there in the community is that there was a perception for um, early on with prep that it really needed to be an infectious disease or HIV specialist that prescribed it. It can be anybody. It can be anybody. And so I think um, over time, we've kind of realized that anybody who could prescribe birth control pills can prescribe PrEP. And, that, and there's a lot of overlap in the, the who's, who would be a good candidate for birth control pills and who also who's prescribing birth control pills. And PrEP initially was sort of described as the blue pill the, the, or the birth control pill for men. And it's not, it doesn't do anything for pregnancy prevention, but it's very much in that same vein of talking and thinking about sexual health and how you can be more proactive about it. What's, is there one dose or are there different doses or is it one pill? Yeah, it's one pill. The brand name is Truvada. There's, it's currently, there's only one drug that is approved for pre-exposure prophylaxis in the United States. And that's called Truvada. That's Truvada, yeah. And so there are others that are in the pipeline. There's quite a, a big pipeline coming and a lot of things that are being studied. But that's currently the only one that is, is available. Is it expensive? It's fairly expensive if you had to pay out of pocket. So depending on the pharmacy, the, the retail price is somewhere between fourteen and $1,700 a month. But it's really important to keep in mind that very few people actually have to pay the full price out of pocket. The manufacturer has a really nice assistance program for people, and most insurance covers it because it's FDA approved for this indication. So um, if you meet the right eligibility criteria for PrEP, uh, it'll be covered by your insurance with a standard copay. But you have to take it every day. That's right, yeah. Daily adherence is really important. Yeah. Same for men and women? Yeah, and it gets up to speed in for basically anybody who's having receptive anal sex. They are protected with about five or seven days of, do- of consecutive dosing. For women, for vaginal and cervicovaginal protection, it takes about 20 days. And that's just because the, the tissues kind of soak up the drug at a different rate for women than they do for, um, than for men or women that are having receptive anal sex. How do you get patients who may be embarrassed to ask the question uh, to get over their embarrassment and say, hey, listen, I need some of this prophylactic therapy. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a big challenge. And, and um, I do a lot of trainings around the state with providers to help them understand how to do PrEP and how to deliver PrEP. And a lot of them ask for, well, is there something I could put in the waiting room, a little checklist or a discussion starter or something of that nature where I don't have to be the one to bring it up with the patient. The patient brings it up. And I think that that, I have some kind of philosophical issues with that because I think that you, you should be thinking about sexual health with your patients, even if it's not in the right context. If you're there for a blood pressure check, it's probably not the right time to talk about your sexual health. But if it's a general wellness visit and you have some opportunity to talk to your patients about it, I think that that's appropriate. But um, I, I really think it's important for patients, if you think that this is right for you, and you've done a little bit of due diligence, kind of checking around, researching on your own, I think it's important to bring it up. 
there's a lot of good resources online that, that patients can um, look at and print out and potentially bring to the visit as, as that discussion starter. And I think also if you've, if, as a patient, if you've really built a relationship with your provider and you feel comfortable enough to talk about sexual health issues at all, then I think this is definitely in that same ballpark. You should feel okay about bringing up the issue of, or the, the topic of PrEP with your provider. I have not seen a Truvada ad on TV. Yeah. That is an environment, I guess, that has not gone far that far to really start spreading the word that there is a prophylactic therapy. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a very interesting um, area because they, the company that manufactures Truvada, they were very concerned about marketing a drug that its only purpose is, is a sexual health purpose. And so unlike drugs for hepatitis C from the same manufacturer that are all over TV now, it's a little thornier to do the marketing for Truvada. And, and so they really shied away for the first year or two after FDA approval. They were really reluctant to do any marketing. That's slowly changing. And so now they're starting to do some detailing with providers. So visiting primary care offices and federally qualified health centers to talk to, to uh, providers about what PrEP is and do some general, you know, the, the regular thing that you'd expect from firm reps. But uh, in terms of ads on TV, not really there. It's in, in some print media um, and in, in some online media, especially blogs for the LGBTQ community uh, and websites for that community. But there's not a whole lot otherwise in terms of marketing. Lots of people are just not going to be comfortable walking up to their usual doctor or nurse practitioner and saying, hey, doc, uh, I need Truvada. They'd be much more comfortable walking into a physician who was well attuned to these issues. How do you find that kind of person in the state of North Carolina, somebody who knows about this drug, who counsels people who are worried about HIV or other sexually transmitted infections, where do you find them? Um, so we, um, uh, I work with the North Carolina AIDS Training and Education Center. So it's a, a training center here at UNC. And our purpose is to help providers get trained on issues related to HIV, both treatment and prevention. And in, at the end of 2014, we created a map that you can search um, to find a provider that's in your area. Is that map uh, key online? Can you can you go? Wh- what do you type in? Yeah, so it's um, uh, it's www.med.med.unc.edu/i am prepared. All one I word. I am prepared. Yep. Okay. Uh, and if you go there, it has um, some general information that's geared towards consumers about what PrEP is, what it means, who's right for it, um, and then has our, our searchable map that um, is a, it's, uh, you can identify what practices are local to you. Uh, and all of the folks that are on that map either um, a- approached us wanting to be listed because they were already doing PrEP services or they're folks that we trained. So um, it's essentially kind of a vetted list of providers in the state. And just in the past couple of weeks, there's now um, a a national version of of that map 
that's available also. So if you happen to have friends or loved ones in other areas that you think might be good um, uh, candidates for prep, um, and that's called pleaseprepme.org. Um, so uh, and that's uh, that's gone live in the past just in the past couple of weeks huh. with a, a truly national uh, view of what those resources are. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, when you talk about sexual health, Truvada or prep only prevents HIV transmission. It does not work for any other of the viral or other diseases one can get with unprotected intercourse. That's correct, yeah. and, and Doesn't stop herpes, doesn't stop syphilis, doesn't stop gonorrhea, none of those. That's right, and that's also, it's really important to point out, and that's, that's really a recommended piece of the counseling for patients when they're thinking about starting PrEP is that this is, this is laser focused, it's just HIV. Um, and so we still recommend that people use condoms and because we know that they're really good at preventing the other STIs, so syphilis, gonorrhea, as you mentioned, all of the other, certainly bacterial STIs like gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, other viral STIs like herpes. So we know that it works, the condoms really, and barrier protection works really well for that. So this is, this is basically to protect you against just HIV infection. And it can be in the context of either an insurance policy if you're using condoms consistently already, but if you may be having sex with someone who's living with HIV uh, right now, and you may be, if you're concerned about uh, acquiring HIV from them, that using Truvada may be your backup policy in case the condom breaks, or if the heat of the moment, there's not a condom available. So that's, that's one way of looking at it. There are also people for whom uh, PrEP has really represented kind of sexual liberation. So they make a conscious decision that I'm okay with dealing with these, the risk of these other STIs, and that, uh, but I know that I'm protected against HIV, the sort of a, a very serious incurable STI. So. The problem is, of course, that some of those other sexually transmitted infections carry all sorts of long-term complications all by themselves. Yeah. So how, how do you tell somebody that you, you don't need to use a condom anymore if you use PrEP, but whoops, you really need to use the condom still yeah. to prevent other <coughs> diseases, especially if you're not monogamous? Yeah, I think um, uh, the example that I would give for this is um, patients that we have in care where, say, a husband and wife, where maybe the husband acquired HIV either through sex or drug use, and they stopped having sex. The husband and wife stopped having sex, period, because they were concerned about transmission. And the risk, even with a condom, was unacceptable, unacceptably high. Now we have PrEP in the mix. And so what that's done in some of these relationships is reset things so that, uh, and we definitely have, have um, couples in our clinic that fell into that category. They just stopped having sex entirely. And now they're, they're, that intimacy has been restored thanks to PrEP because the wife or the husband has started on PrEP and now they feel like, okay, well, if the condom breaks, I still have this kind of backup policy, basically, right. the backup insurance policy. Coming back to something, though, you said it really doesn't work in the heat of the moment unless you've been taking it. Males, five to seven days. Women, at least 20 days, right? That's right, yeah. So it would have to be a pre-planned heat of the moment. Yeah, it's it, it consistent. We know consistent dosing of PrEP really is the best way to do it. So we, we basically counsel patients 
when they're starting on PrEP that daily dosing is what we really should strive for. So yeah. patients are taking this every day. Are there side effects of this drug? Yeah, so there's a, there's a startup syndrome that is described for, for um, a small but significant proportion, so 10 to 15% of people who start on, on PrEP. Um, and it, you get a little headachey, you get a little gassy, and uh, you may have a little bit of nausea. For the vast majority of those, that 10 to 15% of people, that goes away within the first two to three weeks of, of dosing. So once it kind of gets up to speed in your system, um, then those side effects go away. Yeah. Once you're on it, are people generally happy, comfortable staying on it? Yeah, and yeah, I think that they are. And, and it's different for different people. So there was a, a, a term that was coined a couple years ago in the prep world called a season of risk with the idea being that if you're in a stable relationship with somebody and you've both been tested and you're both negative, that maybe it's safe to forego condoms in that setting. But if you should break up and then you're having sex with new partners again, that now you're in a new season of risk and that PrEP might be appropriate in that, in that context. So, um, you, and you can safely start and stop it. It doesn't lose its oomph if you start and, and stop and start again. I think that, that the majority of people who start on PrEP are able to kind of strike the right balance for them and, and in communication with their provider about what their circumstances are uh, to try to determine like when it's, it's the right time to be on it and when it's okay to stop. So, uh, The FDA has approved now uh, PrEP, as you talked about, it's a once-a-day pill, uh, Truvada. Uh, UNC marked a, a milestone this year by opening three new PrEP studies uh, for, for enrollment of, of people. So can you tell us a little bit about these studies and, and why it's important to have options when it comes to, to PrEP? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is a, a really important topic, I think, because uh, UNC is, has really been at the heart of a lot of important discoveries over the past few years related to HIV prevention. And we are continuing to contribute with these three studies that we're, we're doing now. Um, one of them is looking at Truvada versus the quote-unquote new and improved Truvada. So there's a new version that um, has some adjustments in the potential for side effects in people that are taking it. And so it's a cleaner version, essentially, of existing Truvada. And so the hope is that this new, the new version, it's called Descovi, is the brand name, that Descovi will be just as good as Truvada for purposes of, of prevention. So that's, that's one of those three studies. That study was called Discover. Um, and the data from that should be presented within the next couple of years. The second study is one that is looking at whether or not an injectable form of an HIV medication that lasts for about two months, huh. if that one might be just as good as oral dosing. And that m opens up a whole bunch of options for people that might not want to take a, a pill every day or have concerns about privacy or confidentiality that uh, being observed taking a pill every day. And that study is in the HIV Prevention Trials Network. It's called HPTN 083. That study is ongoing. And then there's a third study that's a little bit outside the box, but it's giving people an antibody that, that grabs onto HIV. And that study is called AMP, or Antibody Mediated Prevention. That study is also in the HIV Prevention Trials Network. And the idea there is that you come in and you get an infusion of this antibody. It lasts for about two months, uh, so similar to the duration of that other injectable uh, medication. And then 
you're protected during that time because you have antibodies circulating in your system that if you should become exposed to HIV, it's waiting to grab hold of HIV and neutralize it. So we're really, we're the, um, a colleague of mine here at, at UNC, Cynthia Gay, has a really nice slide and a presentation that she gives showing all the different options that women have for pregnancy prevention. So IUDs, rings, injectables, implantables, the pill. And slowly but surely, we're, tr we're building that same kind of menu of options for HIV prevention with the goal really uh, to being that we want people to, f to be able to select from a broad menu something that's going to reliably keep them from acquiring HIV, but also works the way that they want it to, so that they're not constricted into one or two options, that they can pick something that works the way that they, um, they want it to, and that they can go about their lives uh, however they want. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to our listeners for tuning in to uh, this podcast. In our next episode, we'll be joined by Dr. Claire Farrell, who will talk about ways that a person who has HIV can stay healthy. If you enjoy this series, you can subscribe to The Chair's Corner on iTunes or like us on Facebook. Thanks so much for listening.